Welcome back to the Couples of the Cross podcast. My name is Tyler Giannino, and with me is my girlfriend. Ashley Newcomb. Hi, baby. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I miss you. I miss you, too. Uh, so for our viewers listening uh, and don't know, Ashley and I are actually uh, no longer uh, together in person. We are actually in a long-distance relationship. She is up in New Hampshire, and I am down here in Pennsylvania for college. And uh, we are very much in need of a vacation, which is coming up soon for me. Uh, in two weeks, I get to go back home and see her. She's picking me, picking me up from the airport. And um, like I said in the last episode, uh, she's the absolute love of my life, and I miss her dearly. Thank you. So uh, for this episode, we wanted to kind of go into uh, our first episode with just looking at the relationship between Peter, uh, the disciple of Jesus, and Jesus himself. And just looking at their their bond, their their brotherhood, and the discipleship that Peter was involved in under Jesus. And we actually want to go to the worst part of it, um, believe it or not. We want to kind of look at Peter's downfall moment, his his crash and burn moment. Um, we want to look at the time when Peter denied Jesus three times when Jesus was going to the cross. And so, um, babe, if you wouldn't mind going ahead and kind of reading that first verse for us in uh, Matthew 26. Of course. Now, Peter was sitting out in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said, but he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. So when we're looking at this passage of the scripture, we see that Peter is absolutely devastated because he remembers what his master said. He remembers what Jesus said. And he's just filled with anger at the people and just sadness in himself. And we see a massive dynamic change in who Peter is. If we look back at the very earliest part of the chapter in 26, uh, we see that it talks about Jesus foretelling of Peter's denial. I have it right here in uh, Matthew 26, 30. Uh, And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount Olives, and then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away from me at this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I raise up, I will go forth to Galilee. And Peter answered, though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. And Jesus said to him, truly, I tell you that this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter said to him, even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. So we see Peter promise to Jesus that he will die with him. 
but we had just read before that Peter actually cowers away and denies Jesus and swears that he never knew the man. He never knew Jesus. What does that say about the relationship that Peter has with Jesus when Peter's supposed to be the number one guy out of all the disciples that is the closest to Jesus? What does that say about him? And what does that say about us? And what I'm trying to get into, what we are trying to get into in this podcast for this episode is when we are close to each other, when Ashley and I are within physical distance of each other and I can see her and I can look at her and just see how beautiful she is and just getting to spend time with her and be able to love on her and show her affection. It's amazing. I think everyone can agree that when they are with their significant other physically in like their presence, being able to watch a movie with them, play board games with them, go out on a date, um, and just enjoy each other's company. It's absolutely amazing. But for those long distance couples that know that when you are away from them, there's a lot, and I mean a lot of stress and strain on the relationship. Ashley, since being in this long distance relationship, what has affected you the most? Definitely our communication and um, how the distance has such a strong impact on just our day-to-day lives. Um, having to find a new way to go through different situations together from a distance. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely say for me that um, you know who I am and you know that my love languages are first physical touch and then it's quality time and then words of affirmation and then gift giving and then or no, acts of service, then gift giving. And you know that is the person that I am. And for someone whose first love language is physical touch, it is extremely hard for me to show you love the best way I know how. And it's extremely hard to be able to receive love physically from this far apart. Absolutely. Yeah. And so for our listeners, when we look at the example of Peter and Jesus, we see that when Peter is with Jesus, he has such a confidence in himself that he will he will go to the cross and die with Jesus. He he's confident. That's how Jesus has made him feel in that moment. And when Jesus actually went to the cross and he was away from Peter, that is when he fell. I want to say that it is fair for many relationships to feel that same way when their significant other is not with them, that the other person tends to pull away and stray away. I would say that's fair, yeah. And what would your take be on how we can go about fixing that? Uh, So we have come up with a few things that have worked for us. Obviously, it might not work for all of the couples listening, but... um, Our biggest difficulties are trust. Um, We have learned that 
from being a distance, you can't, obviously you can't be together through all the thick and thin situations. So we have found that we have to tell each other the entire truth, not just what we want to tell, but every part of it. Um, Obviously trust is hard to build from a distance. And we have learned that it has just become such an essential part of surviving the distance. Um, just a little bit about us. Trust has been a bit of our rocky roller coaster. Um, just because we've brought past situations, past emotion, past feelings into this from different perspectives and trying to take our assumptions and our feelings and combine them from 300 plus miles apart has led to some moments where we just haven't given each other what we have needed. And that's just kind of something we've had to work through with over-communicating, which leads us to the next one. Um, Miscommunication has been a big difficulty that we have faced that we've kind of had to work through. Um, And I think we can both agree that the little details have mattered because they set the stage for our much larger, more significant situations that have developed throughout the relationship. Um, There have been a lot of moments where we just haven't been communicating on the same page and if we had just explained ourselves better and stated what we were feeling more thoroughly, we would have solved the situation much faster. And we both can agree that we have the best of intentions when it comes to this relationship, our lives, the whole package, but we just don't always line our actions up with that. And just over-communicating has been something we've been working on a lot lately. Um, Another big difficulty for us is promises, following through with what we've said. Um, And that's kind of where we tie in, um, where Peter promises to not leave Jesus, but still denies him. So we have personally set goals and standards for ourselves that at times we just haven't been able to achieve. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to keep every promise that we've made to each other. At the end of the day, though, we we can always rest assured that we're not going to abandon each other. We're not going to deny each other, but what we have to work through is showing that to each other from a distance, not just in person when we're hand in hand, enjoying the moment. Um, For us personally, and maybe some of you listeners too, we have found that keeping these promises has taken sacrifice, compromise, Um, It's just something we've had to overcome, something that we have just had to push through and make a top priority so that we can find that happiness and build that bond. Um, Our last piece of advice, real world advice for you guys is carrying issues. We have carried so many issues into the next day, the next however long, couple of days. Um, And we have found for us personally it's become a really dangerous territory because we we have agreed that if we take some time to let the issues kind of cool down our tempers our frustration has died down but I mean if we had solved the problem sooner we wouldn't have carried that into days of frustration and we wouldn't have had that tense painful feeling as long as we have and by delaying the solution, by delaying coming back together, we've lost moments 
where we could have been really happy and really enjoying each other's presence. So just working through and finding what works best for you and your relationship is just the biggest piece of advice we can give you. And I agree 100% on everything you have said, Ash. Um, Something that I kind of want to add to the end portion of it, um, and I have some scripture that can go along with it, is make the extra effort. Make the extra effort to, to be better, to fix the situation. Don't just fix the situation and then leave it be. Um, you know, there was a story that I've heard where it, this, this, this headmaster said to his students, um, you know, just fill out this questionnaire and I'll be back uh, by the end of the day. And I hope you guys, I hope you guys have this filled out. And when he came back at the end of the day, no one had filled out the form. They said, oh, well, well, we talked about the form. We, we, we studied the form. We, we studied the questionnaire. We even had a worship service about the questionnaire. We had prayer about the questionnaire, but we didn't do the actual questionnaire. And you're probably thinking to yourself, how does this relate to it? It shows that you can say as much as you want. You can pray about it as much as you want. You can give God all the glory about it as much as you want. But all of that does nothing if you're not going to actually physically do something about the issue. And when we look at John 21, 15 and 19, it talks about how Jesus, when he's after the resurrection, goes and finds Peter, and he says something very powerful to him. He asks Peter three times if Peter loves him. And it reads, When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know I love you. He said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. A third time, he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? By this, Peter was hurt. And because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, you were younger. You dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would be glorified in God. Then he said to him, follow me. It is such a beautiful, beautiful scene to see that Jesus wants him back. Jesus wants Peter back. And as much as Jesus wants us we need to want him as well. I very much want Ashley. I want her by my side every single day. At the current moment, that's not 100% possible because of, you know, a couple states away. But that doesn't mean that I don't want to be with her. And it was through this passage I want to say that we need to make the extra effort not just to fix the problem, but to show the person that we love the extra effort that we are here for the long run. We are here for the long haul. We are here for the good times and the bad times. So please make the extra effort. 
we need to uh, we need to wrap this up. But we just want to say we love you guys. We're praying for you guys. Uh, you guys are able to message us straight through, through the Anchor app. And uh, we can't wait to see you guys next time. Thank you, Thank guys. You. Thank you. Bye.